Welcome everyone to our new podcast, Harbor for the Arts, where creative and performing arts meets lifestyle. It's a new name, but it has the same great mission. I know a lot of you remember the Opera Luscious show, but because my audience started to grow and I started to attract an audience that was not only in the performing arts, but also in the creative arts, I wanted something that's a bit more inclusive. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But like I said, it's a new name. It's the same great mission statement to enhance, inspire, educate, and entertain all listeners about the performing and creative arts while still being a space where performing and creative arts can connect and grow their craft through learning and also finding more resources to to support us as we continue, you know, being of service to others through our, our gifts. I have received so many emails asking me why I decided to change the name. And the answer again is simple. It's, it's one word, inclusion. So as we move forward into a world where we must be inclusive in order to grow and to learn, I realized that my audience was not only composed of opera singers and opera lovers, but I also attracted an audience that loves both the arts performance and also the creative part of the arts. And it's it's really been, uh, that was a wonderful surprise to me because I thought, you know, I would just stick with just opera because that's what I knew, that's what I majored in. But it's been nice to attract so many types of people who not only are in the profession, but people who just appreciate it and they're curious about the arts. It's been really great. So, and I've always wanted to encourage listeners who have always been curious about specifically in my case, opera to just incorporate a little opera and now the performing arts and creative arts into your daily life. I'm so excited about today's show and our guest. For the past several months, I have of course been home in self-isolation. A lot of people don't know, but I have this secret obsession with planners and calendars. I just, I just love them. I always have, I'll buy so many and I'm always like, well, what am I going to use this for? I find lots of different things to use them for. So I, I love a planner. I love stationery. I love to write notes. I, I usually spend an hour a week writing handwritten notes to friends or family, coworkers, people that just anybody who does something nice, you know, you always write a handwritten note. That's how I was raised anyway. Well, one day I was out of my planner stickers that I have and the planner accessories. I wanted to look for something that's a little more me. I searched for the perfect lifestyle stationary accessory because I just kind of wanted to zhuzh it up a little more, but I couldn't find one. I could not find a lifestyle accessory, like one of those cute little stickers, planner accessories that kind of like were more me, elegant, but yet sassy and classy and kind of look like me, I have to admit. You know, the kinds with the with the people who have like a little cup of coffee or, or a cup of cocoa in their hands. I was looking for something like that that was really cute. I couldn't find anything. And so just when I was about to literally give up and I was just kind of like, oh, I guess there's nothing for me. I can work around it. I came across this company called Capital Chic 
designs. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is exactly what I've been looking for. This is for me. I could not believe that I found it because the designs were so cute. But I also was so happy to find out that the company is a small business. It's a minority and woman-owned business. It's a business that uses creativity as their main platform. That means the, the owner is using her gifts based in creativity that she's been given to, to support herself and support a family and make a living. So I think that's all what we all want as performing artists. And even if you're on the fence and you're a creative artist and you're kind of like, oh, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to keep on making money or keep creating. I, I just want to encourage you to, to go out there and just do it. When I found out about Capital Chic Designs, and now Capital Chic Designs is formerly Pink Bow Ties. It's a stationary company based in Columbia, Maryland. The company started out making simple stamps. It wasn't long before their line of stickers and custom dolls became their most popular and favorite product. Their product line includes dolls that represent all ethnicities and incorporates details such as hair wraps, hairstyles, clothing, and accessories to give each each of them their own unique personality. Capital Chic Designs translates current trends and modern influence into their products. And Lamika is the first African-American woman to have a line at Michael's Craft Stores, a national retail chain. So let's welcome Lamika, owner of Capital Chic Design. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. So did you ever think that creating personalized products would land you at Michael's Craft Stores? Because that's huge. I really didn't, to be honest with you. I was just doing something that I liked and loved. Now, my daughter does remember me telling her a long, long, long time ago when she was young and we were walking through Michael's and I told her, one day I'm going to be in here. And I did say that. I do, re I do remember saying that when we lived in California. I mean, that was years ago. <laughs> She's like in her 20s now. And at the time she was like eight. So that's a long time. Oh, but that's great that she's been able to see you just kind of bring something into fruition just by saying it and working at it and um, setting a goal and just keep going after it. When did you decide to start your, your business based on creativity? Well, I decided to start my business back in 2014. I wanted to create something that represented African-Americans. Um, I felt like in the media at the time when I was doing it, I felt like in the media, they always portrayed us in a negative light, especially our Black men. And I know plenty of good Black men out there. That was the basis of it. It was just like, I wanted to see me in a stamp set. I wanted something that looked like me. And so that was that was when I started um, the whole creativity for pink bow ties at the time. Um, I read somewhere that you started on Etsy and I think that was under pink bow ties. And what, what was that like when you decided to create this new brand and you said, was Etsy the first place you were like, oh, I'm going to go to Etsy first? Or was it one of those things where you knew eventually you had a bigger goal? Are you still on Etsy? Actually, I, I did start off with my own website. But then when a friend told me that Etsy was out there and what Etsy was about, and it was about a lot of 
I guess, small businesses or handmade products. Then I decided to go to Etsy. I did pretty well on Etsy. I mean, it was a, a good run on Etsy. I mean, I, why I, wouldn't it be? I mean, it, these are great. I, I'm telling you, like what you just explained as far as finding something that's a little more me, that looks like me. Uh, I used to never really think about it too much, only because when I was growing up, that there were no choices all ethnicities and all genders can actually be included and be uplifted in a positive way. So I feel like that was going to be a given that that's why you were so successful, even though I know it takes a lot of work as well. You know, I'm all about diversity and I'm all about representing everybody. Um, But I'm going to represent being an African-American first and foremost in everything, you know, uh, because that's where I identify with. I just, before you know it, I just wanted to make sure everybody was identified. You know, you could see yourself in any of my stickers. Anybody could buy it. And I still do. Even if some stickers don't sell as well as others, I found that out in the beginning. But it didn't stop me from not making other people in my stickers. I still do it, you know. So how did you get into making uh, specifically planner accessories or the, the, accept- the stickers that I found? Um, you also have a line of accessories that go with planners, planners itself, pencil cases. How did you even start the fact that you wanted a sticker or you wanted a planner accessory specifically? Because that's such a, it's like opera. You know, I could be a musician, but at the same time, I've honed it into, I do opera. Well, I wasn't even going to do stickers, to be honest with you. Uh, One of my really good friends, her name is Ayana. Back in 2016, she told me, Lamika, you should take your images and you should make them into stickers for Black girls in the planner community because we don't have anything that represents us. When she told me, the first thing I told her was, girl, no. I'm not doing that. I'm all about crafting and that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't do it at first, but then I, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? What is it going to hurt to do one image? Let's just see what happens. And then the rest is history. That, that's really, that's really amazing. I love that you were open and that's sometimes what we have to do. I mean, it might not be our plan, but then you have to listen to others that say, you know what, why don't you try this? And that's great that you were open-minded. Um, have you always been a creative person? Yes, I have been creative. I mean, I am a scrapbooker. I, I always tell people I'm a black scrapbooker, but I love paper. I love creating. I love making cards, coloring. I mean, I love paper and just being crafty. That's, that's who I am. That's the core of me. So yeah, I've definitely, I've always been like that. What are some tips that you can share about starting a creative based business? Um, the one tip that I would tell anybody that is creative is to stick with what you know. I know that a lot of people want to try to do everything and there's nothing wrong with doing everything. But when it comes to having a business, you want to be the best at whatever it is that you do so that when people do come behind you or they try to do something that you're doing, because it happens to all of us, someone sees something that you're doing and they say, oh, I can do the same thing. But if you're the best at doing that one thing, let's say you make a red velvet cake. Mm-hmm. You make the same red velvet cake and you make it so well that you that you you know it 
like the back of your head, you're the best at it. Somebody's going to try to make another red velvet cake and they're going to try to make theirs taste just like yours. But because you know yours, people are always going to come to you because they know you're the best. And so I say, when it comes to being creative, do something that you know you love and be the best at it. Because I think as creative people, we tend to want to do so much. We want to do everything. Our, our minds are always going on what we can do, but it's hard to kind of harness that energy and then just focus on one aspect of either being a performing artist or either a creative artist. And it's not to say you can't do a lot, but really just focus on that one aspect of either performing or creating or whatever it is that you're going to do, um, because that does take attention. And that is always something I'm always um, thinking about how people kind of come behind you and either they want to copy off of you. But then it is one of those things where I'm like, well, if I do it the best I can, who can really copy how I do it? You know, I can't copy what you do at all. I'm going to bring something completely different and special to it. So that person can go ahead and try to do whatever they want to do, but I'm still, I still know what I'm doing uh, the best at how I can do it. So it can't be emulated. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, um, and it happens everywhere, you know, um, there's, there's enough money out there for everybody, but you have to make something that whatever it is that you're doing, you have to make it special because people, you just never know who your audience is going to be. You just never know. People like everything. They, they like everything, but if you're the best at what you do, they will always come back to you you can be successful at it. That's so, that's so true. I was telling you the story earlier about, I was telling everyone the story earlier about how it started, this program started out as Opera Luscious, where I thought, okay, I'm just going to focus on this one type of audience. That's my audience. That's my niche. That's, that's my go-to and people who are kind of interested in it. But then what I found interesting was like, oh, wow, people, I started to attract an audience of people who um, were in all genres of the performing arts and uh, the creative arts, which I thought was really, that that threw me for a loop. So it's like, oh, wow. So I'm appealing to a lot of different people. And I think it's just because of um, the information that I wish was out there when I was performing at a younger age and also how you kind of have to reinvent yourself as you move forward, as you um, get more experience under your belt. You're always working to strive to do better, to create better. What is that one thing that you wish you would known before? Um, I think for me, I wish that I would have known more about business taxes and all that type of stuff, <laughs> just being honest, because that type of stuff I didn't really think about or know about. And I know that so many people get into having a creative business and then we don't think about the business side right. of the business. We're so focused on creating. Mm -hmm. And I would say that if you are going to, once you find out that your business is taking off, get yourself a CPA, you know, get someone that can crunch your numbers for you. Because let's be honest, a lot of us creatives, we want to just be creative. We want to focus on what we're doing, 
create something that makes people smile. And we don't, might not really want to crunch the numbers over there on the side. So I would say if you're going to, when you feel like, okay, this is really taking off, then you need to have a CPA. If I would have known that back then, I would have said, let me give me a CPA now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And that's just not in our lane. I mean, I went back to school to get an MBA because I thought it was important for me to have. But I also had a guest on, I guess it was almost a year ago, and he's a CPA. He only works with performing artists, which I think was so neat. He really kind of gets that mindset. So um, if anyone's out there who's interested in a CPA or interested in learning about that part of it, you can listen to one of my prior episodes um, and you'll be, you know, you'll learn a lot from that episode as well. What is your, but what was your most challenging thing starting your own creative-based business and what did you learn from it? The most challenging thing for me was letting someone else help me. That is probably, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most challenging part is, is having someone help me or asking someone for help because I was so used to doing everything for myself. I, I did everything. And then when it, I think because people look at you and they see that you do everything, they think, oh, you're such a strong woman. You're strong. But what they don't know, those of us that are strong and we look like we are strong, we need help too. Sometimes we can't, we don't know how to ask for help. Sometimes we may give you a hint that we need help because we can't put it out there in words and ask for help because we don't know how you're going to react to us. You might say, well, dang, can't you do it yourself? You know, you just never know. That is probably one of the biggest. Someone had to tell me about it. And it's someone who's in the industry in a completely different genre than what I do, but the name is huge. The person had to tell me, you know what? You need to learn to accept help. You need to learn to like when people want to help you or say, oh, I want to do that. I want to volunteer, whatever it is. You have to learn to say, oh, okay, you know, that would be, that would be great. And it, and it really is really wonderful because you have to learn to trust people as well. Um, but I love that you brought that up. What do you think about stationery itself? Do you think stationery is kind of a lost art form? I think that it is because a lot of people have moved toward, you know, electronic emails and all that type of stuff. But um, recently in my Facebook group, I taught my customers how to make simple cards, simple greeting cards using my die cuts that are in Michael's. Mm -hmm. And um, I basically did that because what I want them to do is to write a note to people. Mm -hmm. And I was letting them know that people still love a genuine handmade card. It doesn't have to be beautiful. Don't ever think you have to be competing against someone. Just send them a simple note. You know, my mother, bless her soul, passed away back here in May. But my mother, when I went home uh, for her memorial, I saw everything that I've ever made my mother, handmade. Oh, wow. The ugliest of cards. <laughs> the ugliest of anything. My mother still had that stuff. I even went through her purse. She still had these little notebooks that I made for her years ago. It broke my heart to uh, see it. Yeah. But it's, 
it's lost but i think but what i want people to know is that people still love handwritten notes they right. still love that stuff yeah I, I spoke about that at the top of the show that's something i spend like an hour every week doing um and i enjoy doing it. and that's kind of how i ra was raised anyway that you know you have to send a thank you card you have, and I, and trust me, when I was younger, I hated doing it. But then, as we <laughs> have to be honest, but the thing that made it a lot easier for me is that um, my mom and I would go to the stationery store when I was little and we would pick out wax stamps. Uh, she taught me how to wax and stamp my envelopes with my initials on it and then it became just stamps and so that's probably how I ended up getting into a big thing with the stationaries and the planners and the accessories with it um so yeah I, I agree I, I think it is a lost art form that we definitely um it's so good for the soul that people should just start to get back back to it a little bit more. Um, how do you think that um, our listeners can rediscover stationery and the art of writing letters by hand? I mean, I think you mentioned some of them just start out with something small. It doesn't have to be what you think is beautiful. It could just be a simple handwritten note. Um, what do you think? How, how can people rediscover that? I would start with, first of all, just go to Michael's, get one of those box card sets that they sell. Mm. Uh, they're like $4.99. You get the cards and envelopes. Find a nursing home because there are people in nursing homes that sometimes they're forgotten about. Just write someone a note, even if you don't know their name. Just write someone a note. Ask them how they're doing. Tell them about yourself. Just something simple. These people love things like that. And it's it, it would be good for you because it will make you feel good inside because you're doing something for someone that you don't even know. And that, then it will be happy that they're getting something that someone thought about them. That is so true. I, I love that um, idea. And let me ask you this. This is our last question, but why don't you tell us, I know you've given a lot of great tips about things that you had to do that were kind of challenging for you, but what is the one thing that you can, um, like hindsight being 2020, look back on and be like, oh my gosh, that this is amazing. This is one of the most positive things that I get from running my own creative-based business. Do you have one? I'm sure you have several, but <laughs> can you think of one thing? Um, like maybe it's a goal. I'm sure Michael's is probably one of them. Um, but what, what is one thing that you, that you've accomplished that you feel like is so positive that, um, made it all worth it, all the nights of, you know, being upset and, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff, trying to make it work. So what, what do you think? Um, I guess like right now, the biggest thing for me was actually moving into my own office space during a, <gasps> during a right. pandemic. Right. Uh, I remember you yeah. telling that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So tell everybody else. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll go on mute. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, I knew that I, well, first of all, I started in the office space with someone as I was sharing the office space. Um, and then I just knew that my business was growing. I just knew it. I felt it. I felt that I needed to move on, but I was scared to move on. I was scared to do it all alone by myself, knowing you're going to have to pay for this space by yourself. 
or are you are you creative enough to to pay for something like that because that's a huge step when you're moving into your own office space and i was just scared and then the guy that i was sharing office space with he came to me one day he was like lamika i hate to do this to you but my business is growing and i'm gonna have to get this i'm gonna have to use the space that I, I need this space back and i was like okay and when he told me that I really wasn't even scared anymore because I felt like God knew that I needed to move and God just gave me the confirmation that I needed. He was like, you know what? You've been thinking about it, but I'm about to go ahead and give you the real confirmation. I'm about to really get you out of here. And so I just was like, okay. And I found my space within a month right down the hall. Oh, that's um, great. So I can roll the machines down there. And so, yeah, that to me, that was a pivotal moment in my, you know, in my business for right now, besides getting in Michael's, but yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause I remember when you, you emailed me about that and we were trying to set up a schedule to, to do an interview and you were telling me about that event and I was just like, Oh my God, that's huge. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. That's, that's really great. Um, and I just, I think that's a perfect place to, to wrap up this interview. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lamika. I'm so proud of your success and the way you're using your gift of, cre of creativity to turn it into a business that you own. I also want to add that Capital Chic Design is giving our listeners an exclusive promo code to take 15% off of orders by using Cooper15. Details about the offer will be updated on our Instagram and Facebook page. The offer will be good until December 31st. It is going to be important that you um, read about the exclusions for the coupon. And Lamifa, where can our listeners get in touch with you? So they can get in contact with me um, at www.capitalchicdesigns.com. Danielle is my customer service person, but she will answer any questions. Does anybody have any questions about anything? If they want to get their own custom made, we'll answer your questions. Great. Well, thank you everyone who listened to our show today. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can email me at 728productions at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Harbor. That's H-A-R-B-O-U-R for the arts. And remember, the world is a complicated place. And there's a lot of division between people. The performing arts tends to unify people in a way nothing else can. So get out there and make it amazing. <laughs>